This is the Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. Welcome to the Wealth Ability Show, where we're always learning how to make way more money and pay way less taxes. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of Wealth Ability. So, is your tax preparer increasing your taxes because he or she is afraid of the IRS? Today, you're going to discover how to never be afraid of the IRS and reduce your taxes by thousands of dollars. We're talking about the number one deduction that people forget that people don't take, and it's likely they don't take it or they don't take the right amount because of their tax preparer. Now, I'm in the tax preparation industry, okay? So I see good tax preparers and I see bad tax preparers. But what drives me crazy is when I see that somebody's not taking the home office deduction because their accountant or tax preparer has said, this raises a red flag. So let's talk about this red flag, okay? I mean, this is such a serious issue. When I speak at seminars, and I speak in front of thousands of people, as you know, I frequently ask the question, how many of you have ever been told by your tax preparer not to take a legitimate deduction? And routinely, 80 to 90% of the hands in the audience go up. If I'm talking to entrepreneurs, 80 to 90% of the hands go up. And then I always ask the follow-up question. For how many of you was that deduction the home office deduction? And most of the hands go back up. Now, here's the truth of the matter, folks. If you handle the home office deduction as the IRS suggests you handle it, there is no place to indicate on the tax return that you have a home office. So how is it that this is a red flag? Here's what's happened, unfortunately, in my industry. Preparers have been trained by people who understood how the IRS worked 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, was it fair to say that the home office deduction was a red flag? Yes. Now, even when it's a red flag, I would propose that if you're tax preparer is afraid of taking a legitimate deduction. That just means your tax preparer is afraid of the IRS. That's what it means. And the home office deduction is a tax deduction that is specifically outlined in the Internal Revenue Code of this is how much to take and this is how to take it. So it is a completely legitimate deduction. Now, why would people think, why would preparers think this is a red flag? Well, so... If you file a Schedule C, which means you have a home base, like a home-based business or a small business, and you file a Schedule C, in other words, you're filing, you're, you're showing your business income and expenses on your personal tax return, your 1040. If you're doing that, then you also have to file a special form that says you have a home office and you identify the home office deduction and it goes through the whole computation. Here's the challenge with that. Why are you filing a Schedule C? Did you know that a Schedule C will increase your audit risk by five times? And there's a good reason for it. A Schedule C is easy to manipulate. 
and there's no proof that you've done things right because there's no balance sheet. There's only a profit and loss or income statement. That's it. So you basically only have one side of the equation. Profit and loss is only one side of the equation. Balance sheet is the other side of the equation. So if you only have one side of the equation, you can manipulate that all day long. It's like if you have one point, you can draw a line through that as many times as you want, as many directions as you want. If you have two points, you can only draw one line through it one way. So the two points are the income statement and the balance sheet. So the IRS knows that. So the IRS goes, well, look, a lot of people manipulate their Schedule C, so we're going to audit people more often if they have a Schedule C because we don't believe them. So why do you have a Schedule C? Because there are so many alternatives to a Schedule C. You could file on a partnership return. You could have it be a partnership. You'd have a limited liability company taxed as a partnership. You could file it as an S corporation. You could file it as a C corporation. A Schedule C, frankly, is for lazy people and particularly lazy accountants. Look, folks, I'm, I love my profession, okay? I'm a CPA. I've been a CPA. I've been a CPA for almost 40 years, okay? So I lo- I'm, I'm very proud to be a CPA. That said... There are lots and lots of tax preparers, including CPAs, who don't understand that there are ways to do a tax return and ways to set you up so that you don't, you know, if you have an S corporation, there's no place to report on that tax return that you have a home office. All it shows is office expense. And that is actually the way the IRS wants you to do it. You reimburse yourself. Okay, this is the IRS instructions on the S corporation tax return for a home office. If you have a partnership, it's the same way. You're supposed to be reimbursed for it. It's 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 an office deduction. There's no office expense. There's no place that says home office. There's no calculation form. So here's what's going on when you're not taking your home office deduction. You are missing deduction for part of your utilities, for part of your purchase price of your home for part of your cleaning and maintenance. You may be missing part of it because you couldn't take your tax deduction on your income taxes on your Schedule A because you're not finding a Schedule A anymore, right? So you've got tax deductions that you're missing out on. On top of that, think about this. Home office has an impact on other deductions. The biggest one is automobile expense. So we all know that the IRS considers a commute to be personal expense. So when you, and, and they, they also say that the very first trip you take during the day is commute, even if you're going to a client, even if you're going to go see a property. So that means that that very first trip is non-deductible. And the last trip of the day is non-deductible too, because you're going from your home to an office, and that may be a client, and then you're coming back home. On the other hand, the IRS also says that if you have a home office and every morning you go into that home office and do your administrative work and every night you come home to your home office and do your administrative work, answer emails, etc., then your commute is the 30 feet from your kitchen to your home office. And that first trip of the day is no longer a commute. Well, for most of us, that first and last trip of the day, that's 50% of our driving So we've doubled our automobile expense because we have a home office. Now, we can't claim that home office unless we claimed a home office deduction. 
because we're not we're saying we don't have a home office if we don't claim a home office deduction. So we actually need to claim the home office in order to get the automobile deduction as as much as we're entitled to, to increase the amount we're entitled to. Now here's what's more. So some of you are taking the home office deduction. Are you taking the right amount? Could you increase your home office deduction? You know, the IRS actually gives us two different ways. Well, actually three. There's three different ways to determine your home office deduction. They actually have a very simplified rule, which almost never maximizes your deduction. Okay. So you can, you can look at it, but I'm telling you, it's almost never gets the most deduction. You can take a square footage of your home office compared to the rest of your home. And that's what most people do who actually take the home office deduction. The IRS also gives another alternative. However, if your rooms, like in my house, are the rooms in my house are pretty much all the same size. They're, they're pretty close to the same size. And they say you can actually take number of rooms. So if you have 10 rooms in your home and you have one room that is your home office because it's used exclusively for business, whether your real estate business or your other business, then that's 10%. So are you maximizing your home office deduction if you're taking it? This is the question for your preparer. Remember, it's really your preparer who's doing this. I mean, the reason that you're listening to this podcast is because you want to understand how to minimize your taxes and maximize your cash flow, right? That's what you're trying to do. Well, sometimes you're, pre- you're, you're not sure. Does my preparer know what they're doing? This is actually why we created the Wealth Ability Network of tax professionals and other accounting professionals. Because what we've discovered is, is that there's really not a lot of good training out there for the small firm, small firm being 20 and under. So we've taken it on ourselves to educate really what is 80% of professional accountants are in small firms of under 20 and they're not getting served. So that's what the wealth ability network is all about is serving that group. So if you, let's say that you have an accountant who you go, I really like my accountant. They clearly need some training, send them to us. Go to wealthability.com, sign up for a consult, have them sign up for a consultation, get on the phone with them. We are happy to help your accountant, okay? Yeah, we're happy to help you, but we're really even more happy to help your accountant because our mission is to reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And the best way to do that, the person who has the most impact on that is your accountant, your CPA, your tax advisor, your tax preparer. So we want to help them out. Things like the home office, we think, well, this is a little, you know, it's not that much. You add in the automobile deduction and it could be five to $10,000 a year easily. So think about if you had an additional $10,000 deduction. Let's say you're in the 30% tax bracket. That's $3,000. Now your choice, you can give that to the government or you can put that in your pocket. It's your choice. It's simply a matter of getting the financial education. It's simply a matter of working with your tax advisor on a regular basis and making sure that you understand the law and they understand the law and understanding that, guess what? This big red flag doesn't have to be a red flag. Now, if you have a Schedule C, I'm sorry, but shame on your tax preparer for you having a Schedule C. 
And I don't care if you're not making much money. I get filing a S corporation return, a partnership return is an extra step and, and costs a little bit of money. I got to tell you though, what's it worth for you to be able to sleep at night knowing that the IRS is much less likely to come knocking on your door? There is nobody, I mean, maybe the Grim Reaper, but nobody else that we fear more or that we want to talk to less than the IRS. They know that. So what we want to do is when we prepare tax returns, we want to make sure we're doing things in a way. And when we set up our entities and when we set up our businesses and we set up our real estate, all of our investments, that we do it in such a way to minimize the chance that the IRS comes knocking on our door. The IRS knows we're going to do that, and the IRS is fine with it. Frankly, they would much rather, the reason they don't audit S-corporations as much is because they would much rather you have an S-corporation. This is an incentive. Think about this. Not getting audited is an incentive to do what the government wants you to do. They want you to be an S-corporation because they want to see both sides of the equation. They want to see the income statement and the balance sheet, or they want you to be a partnership or they want you to be a C corporation. They don't want you to be a Schedule C. It makes their job harder. They, they don't trust you, okay? They, they really can't trust the numbers. They have to prove out those numbers. It's much more work. So they give you a reward, basically. For example, not having to report a separate form for the home office, okay? If you, if you file those returns that they would rather have you be those entities, so the point is, you have the choice of how you set up your business. You have the choice of how you set up your real estate and your investments. You get to choose. The IRS doesn't get to choose that for you. You get to choose. Why not choose something that will reduce your audit risk and reduce your taxes at the same time? Now, to me, that's a logical choice. Because everything we do, we want to increase your cash flow. So you make way more money and pay way less taxes. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. As an additional thank you, I want to give a special gift just to our podcast listeners to help you jumpstart your journey to building massive wealth tax-free. This is a group of not just one, but five of my top educational resources on this topic. There are several amazing, helpful PDF downloads and two training videos. These resources are not available and we don't give them away anywhere else. So get these bonuses now. All you have to do is go to wealthability.com slash gift. That's wealthability.com forward slash G-I-F-T and get these gifts to jumpstart your wealth now. You've been listening to The Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.